Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Nightside Project. I may be super, but I am no hero. Nightside on KSL. A limited edition summer season. You realize, though, Alex, this is just temporary. Yeah, I still took your parking space and I'm not giving it back. The Nightside Project with Ethan Millard and Alex Carey. Streaming live on Alexa and on KSL News Radio at 102.7 FM. All right, welcome back. It's the Nightside Project. Ethan Millard, Alex Geary, thanks for being with us. Uh, Could uh, I point out one thing, Alex? Yeah, you might Every as well. single, so you've been, just because of the way of, circ- of circumstances tonight. Yes. But we've kind of uh, adjusted roles a little bit. I typically introduce the segment, you take us out of it. And sure. I just want to say that every segment that you've introduced tonight, you started with, all right. Yeah, all right. So you've been doing it. You know I'm what? telling you, it's because it's I don't want best way. I don't want to take anything way. away from the listener, you know, because they they expect a certain <laughs> the experience. They expect a certain word to start out every segment, and I feel like if we shorted them that experience, it'd be really difficult. The Nightside Project sticking around for at least another couple of weeks, according to our bosses. But like you could tell yep. in their voices too, it was like when your kids, like when you tell your kids, I guess you can watch that movie tonight past eleven o'clock. I guess you can. <laughs> it was. It was but out of pure just like not wanting to put up with the fight and definitely begrudgingly giving in to the Nightside Project sticking around for another couple of weeks at least. And so I, I had a I had an interesting parenting experience kind of related to this yesterday. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, so I got back to the house last night. You know, yesterday was a traveling day for yes. me. Um for work and uh I got back to the house, no kidding, during the the first newscast. No, I know. At 6 I, know. I remember telling and, whoever was running the thing, I go, Ethan's going to be cutting it close. Like, I don't know what's yeah. going on. He acts like this is totally normal, but he's going to be cutting it real close. I, I came in hot. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, uh, we did most our of our show prep. In. We did most of our show prep between Scipio and Draper. Go ahead. That's right. That's right. So uh, our, our daughter came into the spare bedroom that, you know, I kind of, I kind of have set up, with all the studio equipment and she starts rattling off this list of things that she's trying to do that she wants to do. And my wife turns to her and says, we can't talk about this right now. And there was a brief pause. And then she said, not a flippant way, but just in a very, very matter of fact, let's yeah. get down to business way. She said, my 10 year old girl said, okay, well, so then I'm going to take that as a yes. And then she just went on and like to plan on what she was trying yeah, to do. You know what? I guess she's not Good. quite 10 yet. Good. And it wasn't it wasn't flippant or anything. She just said, "Okay, well, I'm going to take that as a yes." Yep. And we were so stunned 
that I she walked out of the room and I started laughing. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. it. I it thought, Holy and you know cow. what? She deserves it because her dad's been basically absent for the for the last few weeks. I mean, I, I the last few weeks, oh, the last, last few nine months. years. Yeah, oh. <laughs> so, I'm an absentee father, uh, man. Look at you. Well, props, to Emily, for uh, keeping that house together. All right, so we're taking your text at five seven five zero zero. You can keep those rolling in. My favorite part about people being excited about us coming back is they also hit us with insults, like this one. Yes, I'm so happy. I'm happy to hear the Nightside Project will be back a bit longer. Uh, this, oh wait, wait, where did it go? Uh, oh. Hallelujah, Nightside staying. No offense, guys. Ethan's money show is boring. Alex's sports show is kind of lame. I like that you guys are staying. So the hey, back, that's the kind of backhanded compliment though, that barely keeps my uh, that barely keeps my self esteem intact. Yeah, yeah. It's like this backhanded thing that that uh, that my kids do too. They're like, "You're kind of a good dad." All right. Uh, hey, Miller, you know what though? One day you're going to hit a season in your life where you're going to turn on that other show sure. I do, and it's going to be the most interesting thing oh, for you've sure. ever heard. For sure. I'm now, telling you, that's how it happens. Listen that's to how me. Happens. Listen to me. I got a couple things. First of all, uh, okay. they're referring to it as Mask Monday, and that is major retailers across the country are going to start requiring masks. For you to be able to walk into your local Walmart, mm-hmm. Sam's, Target, CVS, Walgreens. Uh, and now the biggest one, I'm, I'm telling you, the mask, the place that I think is going to have the hardest time with the mask. I, I initially thought Walmart because Walmart is a very interesting uh, <laughs> kind of. I don't they're notorious. Say they're famous. They're famous for their crowds. Yes. And so right. I here's the thing is that and I go to Walmart and it's fine. I'm saying the Home Depot announcement that they're going to require masks. That's going to be the most difficult group to convince. Why do you think that is? Why Uh, do you think that is? I think that it's because there are two things going on. Uh, So I went during this whole thing. I went really early in the morning. I think the the, uh, Home Depot by me now opens up at like 5 or 6. And I couldn't sleep one morning. And it was right when we had moved into our new house. And there was a a running toilet in the new house that I was like, I got to get this thing figured out. And and I just I went in I went into the to the Home Depot at super early right when it right. opened, and it was me and a bunch of other folks who were walking in who were kind of opening the Home Depot and it was you know maybe twenty of us mm-hmm. about as they opened the doors, and a lot of them were like about grabbing stuff to get to the job site you know what I mean, and I think you have yeah sure they had I think work, you yeah. have the I think you have the the site worker the construction worker who just goes in and is just like it's not it's not. It's not going to be a convenience thing to them at all, and they're going to be annoyed by it for sure. They'll do it. They'll comply because they got to get the work done, but I think that it's a crowd that doesn't typically want to do any of that. Then there's the guys that are like my dad who go into Home Depot or like you know everybody else's dad who go into Home Depot is like, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me my business, devil woman. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like it's a group, it's a group that – uh, goes, uh, it's okay. I'm fine. And you know, it's like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just saying that we're requiring mass now. Uh, okay. You know, like it, it's going to be a, it's going to yeah. be a real shock to people on Monday. I think the home Depot crowd is one of those that's going to have a harder time with it. I don't know. Maybe I'm being, too, well, we- I, maybe I'm being too, uh, broad and generalizing, but I think, but honestly the home Depot has been the place that I've seen the fewest amount of masks. And maybe, and maybe well, people who are listening can text in and say, no, the biggest problem is going to be because I went into a Target this week, too, and the Target was already handing out masks to people. Hey, do you want a mask? And people were like, no, thanks. You know, and I'm going, oh, geez, you know, like this is going to be tough on Monday. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, I'm, 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 I'm well, interested to see what Monday is going to bring. At the very least, I can't wait to turn on the Internet 
and see what amazing videos come out on Monday. And watch, watch the snowflakes melt. Yes. Watch the snowflakes melt yes, down. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, there are going to be a lot of those videos. But I'll tell you, Alex, I'm, I'm glad these businesses are doing this. And I've been impressed. We talked about this a day or two ago that uh, businesses across the country are really stepping into this leadership vacuum because across the whole country, um, everyone's passing the buck. You know, the, the feds have passed the buck to the states. No, it's the state's problem. And the state's are like, well, we're just going to let the counties decide. And the county's are like, well, what do the cities think? And, and it's everyone's just kind of stiff arming all of this. And then it's been these businesses that have stepped up and, and given us that consistent policy. You know, here in, here in Utah, um, Governor Herbert has been completely unwilling to, to really lead out on this subject. Um, he, for the, I'll tell you who, I'll tell you who's running the show when it comes to COVID in this state. Um, I'll tell you right now, it's Jenny Wilson. It's the Salt Lake County mayor. She's Jenny Wilson is running the COVID show in the state of Utah because Salt Lake County is the most populous County. It's got the most businesses in it. And, um, and the thing that started to give us consistency from County to County have been the businesses have been Kroger stepping in and say, okay, you know what? At all Smith's masks. Right. Doesn't matter whether you're actually living in Jenny Wilson's district, um, masks everywhere. And and that consistent leadership helps because I think it's silly to tell to pretend along the Wasatch Front that we can have different covid responses for different counties and different cities, because guess what? It is wall to wall people from North Ogden to Spanish Fork. And so to pretend that there's some meaningful way that we can divide up this increasingly dense population, say, well, you got to do it here, but not here. That's absurd. I mean, on its face, it's absurd. I'm a little surprised that we've all gone along with it. Um, But uh, yeah, man, now Kroger, Home Depot, Target, Walmart, they're all putting their foot down and saying, look, we need some consistent policy in every community. And this is how we're doing it. And I applaud them. I'm, I wish Are you a person? Have, I, I want to know if these businesses didn't have to be the be the leaders on this, but they're stepping up and I'm glad they are. Here's what I want to know. Are there people who are out there who are going to go, hey, you know what? I normally wouldn't wear a mask to those places, but now I'm going to do it. Or are you going to avoid those places of business? 57500 is the text number. Uh, Brandon, very excited. You can't avoid it anymore. No, can't avoid it. Uh, we're taking right? the, I mean, what are you going to avoid? Break. You're going to not go to Smith's, not go to Costco, not go to Home Depot, not go to Target, I not know. go to Walmart. See that was Ethan talking. Not go to Albertsons. To, that was Ethan talking to the music that time, uh, Rachel. It's not my fault. Oh, I I, uh, I can't hear the music. I apologize. I have no idea. I'm I'm flying blind here. Oh, apparently he can't hear a thing except for his own voice. All right, we're gonna take the break here. <laughs> We've got more to go. We got tech news around the corner. Would you spend ninety nine dollars on a new email? We're in Utah. The answer is absolutely not. So we've got more to go. Plus, the things that Taco Bell's getting rid of on their menu that is absolutely just making me furious. Stick around. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. 
In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.